G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our weekly updates. Michael, this week's all been about the preview parties, hasn't it? What's been going on? Uh, well, this week it has been about the preview parties. We've had Israel calling during the week. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, last night we had the big one, Eurovision in concert in Amsterdam. Now, they had 25 acts in Israel and 32 did Eurovision in concert. Wow, those that's huge. They're like Eurovision shows. The big numbers, yeah, exactly, wow. exactly. And it's followed on from the um, ones that were on last week, weren't they? We had London and Moscow, which we talked about in last week's episode. Yeah. But this one is, there's a lot of new people we hadn't seen go live. Exactly, including some of the big guns. Mm. So uh, let's have a talk about which ones we caught our eye, we're going to call our eye catchers, and which ones maybe uh, are our head scratchers. <laughs> That's your little thing, That's I like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off with one of the big favourites, shall we? Well, the big favourite. Yeah, Israel. Gotta say that was pretty impressive. Mm. Both both performances. She did both Tel Aviv and Amsterdam. Uh, I think if there was any doubt she could reproduce this live, that's gone out the window now. This is uh, definitely the red hot favorite. Oh, totally. Look, you know, we spoke about previously our concerns about the potential of that live performance and her behind the looper. And is it going to be a bit off putting? You know, you're not really concentrating. You're connecting with her. What are they going to do with this? And I have to say, I was much more convinced that this can replicate really quite well live. The looper, she stood behind, and there was a little bit of the work on that for a bit, but it wasn't, it didn't put you off. Probably lasts about 30, 30 seconds to a minute, yeah. and then she frees herself from performance. Because when you think about Dami was sitting on a plinth doing nothing, <laughs> she's standing behind a looper doing nothing, and she gets away from the looper, there'll be dances, you know, for the whatever. Yeah. Her vocal was great, and she particularly finishes very strong with some really big notes to show mm-hmm. that vocal. Yep. Hello, play to the jury. So, um, yeah, the crowd loved it. Everyone's been convinced. Everyone's calling it a winner. Is it over, though? Oh, it's <laughs> not over uh, Not over yet, that's for sure, as we've seen a few uh, favourites fail in the last few years. Mm. But having said that, I can't see any real Achilles heel with this at the moment. This mm. seems to be flooring it, so well done, and I'm, I'm very impressed. Very, very impressed. Is there's probably a couple little things that I, you know, if I'm nitpicking, um, the kind of the chorus, but while she goes, you know, I'm not your toy, and then there's like the backing vocals, which is all backing track at the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, understandably. So you've got to make sure the the backing vocals is going to be spot on. Um, that you know, even though she she goes from looper and she goes to sing a little bit, but she only walks five ten meters. So we're not seeing a big stage presence from her. No. So you're going to have to rely on dancers to bring this a little bit more to life. Oh, I reckon you are nitpicking. I am nitpicking. <laughs> I'm trying to find like, but also like you no. know that's something where I don't know we haven't. It's different of watching a concert performance yeah. and how you interact with the crowd compared to oh. a TV performance. If, if anything, and we this, haven't seen this as a TV performance. This is just going to get bigger and better. I think to be honest, so I can't I say. Yep. Uh, let's talk about one of the others. I think has done really well. Mm. 
It's Australia. Oh, I agree. Uh, Jessica Malboy with We Got Love. We got love. We got so impressed with Jess mm. and the way she's handled this whole pre-party circuit. So, uh, she's just done so, so well. You can see they're executing the plan that the delegation wanted and that was to get out and connect with people and get people to connect with the song. Yes. She's doing a lot of stagecraft on it and a lot of getting the crowd to sing the song and jump along and clap their hands. Not so much voc- uh, focusing on vocally being spot on. No. Um, even though she's hitting all those big notes that she needs to really, really well. So as far as the plan and the execution of the plan, I think this is going brilliantly. Yeah, totally agree. Um, it's been a real success what they've decided to do with this one because this is definitely going for, we're, we're trying to get that televote that's really kind mm. of eluded us so far. And she's just going out and showing, she's a professional and she's so likeable. And she's just getting her out, herself out there and doing what she normally does, to be honest. And it kind of shows compared to some of the other artists who oh, yeah. aren't used to performing as much as she does. Mm-hmm. She wants to get the crowd involved. Yes, of course she's not going to do that in Lisbon no. because this is a concert. But she hits the right notes, as you said, when she needs to. Um, and she's definitely convincing people. I mean, I know they say don't read the comments, but on the YouTube comments, <laughs> the the kind of the the vibe is like, wow, she can actually sing. God, she's improved since Denmark. Oh, wow, this is actually really good. You know, that kind of convincing of the fans that probably wasn't there beforehand. Mm. Um, so yeah, she, a mission accomplished. Yeah, I totally agree. And she is just lighting up that stage. Mm. She is she is showing her stagecraft and what a professional she is. So yeah. Definitely. And we've moved up in the odds. We've, we dropped a little bit. We went down to seventh. We're consistently now in fifth. So we'd had a drop after the song came out. We've jumped back up to fifth from these live performances yeah. and come into about 12 to 1 from about 15 or 16. Mm. So everyone's liking what they see. Definitely. Yay. Definitely. Let's talk about one of the other eye catches. Definitely from uh, Amsterdam, Bulgaria, I thought. Equinox featuring Christian Kostov. <laughs> yeah, what was that about? No idea. Mm. Um, and Unnecessary. I think it did come across well on the stage, and I can see, I can now sort of envisage what it's going to be on the Eurovision stage. There's still some question marks for me. I don't know why they started off with three singers on the stage, and then Christian and uh, the female singer joined them mm. a, a minute or so into the song. What the hell? Just yeah. get on stage. What's, what's going on there? But you could see it all come together and when they all got in formation and sang it, it, I can see this really, really coming together. I know, it pains me to say it was actually a pretty good performance in Amsterdam. Um, look, I've, I agree with you. Like You could definitely tell that there was a live vocal for the majority of the song, mm-hmm. where I think previously there was question marks about that. Um, still have question marks about that chorus, if everyone's singing live on mm-hmm. that one. Um, but generally you can see it coming together. The common framework is coming alive slightly. So dangerous. And I think they've definitely gone up in the odds again as well. They have, yep. Uh, Another eye-catcher, and we always knew these guys were going to be good, but France, 
Mm. France deserve a mention. Definitely. Well, you know what? I, I did. I wasn't convinced beforehand because I didn't think their live necessarily at Destination Eurovision was um, particularly amazing um, at that national final. They had some question marks there, but the fans have been really loving it, been mm. saying it's a great vocal. They seem really engaging, and they seem to be able to get that across really well live. So I think they've done very well out of this as well. I, I agree. It got a fantastic reception in Tel Aviv. Um, obviously, the... Um, Eurovision in concert? Yeah, Eurovision in concert. <laughs> Unfortunately, the uh, Madame of Madame Monsieur was sick, so Suri stood in. I know. And performed the song, and she did a brilliant job. I thought she did really get, yeah. well. Someone said she was out of her depth. I'm like, what no. are you... Like, no. she was great. She learned that... She had to do it in... I mean, she knew the song, but like the lyrics and everything... In 24 hours. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, well she is a Miss Congeniality. She is. She, she is. really is. Love Suri. Let's quickly talk about a couple of the other eye-catchers that we think here. Um, we saw Ukraine. Melvin hit the stage at Eurovision Concert. You liked him, didn't you? I was impressed. Um, mm. I kind of always liked the song. Uh, I was always a bit worried about that, you know, the fact you can't understand a lot of what he says. We know the diction's an issue. But he came across as a bit of superstar, I thought. Um, and I kind of made you watch it. You weren't going to, were you? No, because I've got to say, I'm not overly, like, keen on this song or this whole thing. But when I watched his performance, you know what? I saw his star power. I yep. got it. I yeah. got it, and I think he's going to really pop through that camera come uh, on that Eurovision stage. So, yeah, I was, I was like a big tick for Melvin on that one. Mm. I'm going to totally agree the diction. I don't understand what he is saying. Still? I thought that was Still, better. It's better, but he's got a long way to go. Yeah, true. That studio version, you don't, I don't understand a word he's saying for the first two minutes. Oh, really? Not a word. Not a word. <laughs> not a word. Anyway, I think there's there's some potential there for him to do reasonably well. Definitely. I'm starting to see that one now. Uh, and another couple, we saw Belarus, Alexiev. Mm. I know I'm a big fan of this one, so maybe you can look at it through untainted eyes. True. Yeah. Well, we saw a performance earlier in the week, which was on some morning TV show, where the famous Alexiev's mouth came through. <laughs> you would have seen that everywhere. Many memes. Many memes. Very good ones, <laughs> I must say. I did enjoy that. Um, but also, he performed in Amsterdam, and very solid vocal. The whole kind of ripping him to shreds about his vocal at, um, in Minsk uh, is unfounded. Look, he's got the vocal there. They've fixed it up, so I think he's definitely in his comfort zone. He can sing it well. Um, so he's got a tick for that one. He's convinced fans on it. Yeah, the, vo- the, the revamp of the song has helped him get his vocals around this massively. Yes. We did both talk about this earlier. The revamp of the song maybe has lost a little power in the song, perhaps. Yeah, I kind of um, I'm a bit fifty fifty on this one. There's a positive that his vocals got better, but I think it has detracted from the song a little bit because the, the song did have moments and big big impact moments, and I don't know if it's really got that now. And the studio still has that to a point, but it felt like when I was watching the live, I didn't really feel it until the last forty to fifty seconds when mm. it really kicks in. Yeah, um, yeah, and that was almost because there's almost that kind of like Russian chorus sounding mm. thing that comes in the end, and you've got to be able to replicate that. Yeah, it lost something for me a little bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm concerned, but also relieved. <laughs> so yeah. I, it's, it's a weird one. You've gone up in something and you've gone down in the other. I'll agree with that. But I'd rather you get your vocal right. I think that's more important with this song. Definitely. And let's talk about the last one that we think really caught our eye. Spain. Mm. The kids. I think when you start to watch all the songs together, their unique selling point is becoming much stronger. Mm-hmm. They, they don't, no one else sounds like them. Yep. No one has that sweet, sickly ballad this year at all. And there's a lot of big, powerful songs, even if they're not bangers. And then this just kind of comes in and they're starting to get the right amount of getting the vocal right, as well as their chemistry. Because 
either it's chemistry and then the vocals go off or it gets awkward and yeah it, they're just starting to bring it together a little bit and yeah if they can get this right i've almost gone back from my original thing and saying this is top 10 you know they're they're, they're heading that way because they really stand out I was sort of semi-convinced this could do very, very well, but I'm starting to get more convinced. The big selling point is their chemistry, and they're starting to hone that correctly. Yep. So it's not over the top, make you want to vomit. Yep. It's actually starting to get gel together and, mm. and go really well. So I think those kids have done really well out of the pre-parties, Yep. and uh, and that's really developed their act. Yeah, because they were big in Spain, you had to come and convince Europe now. Yep. And this, it's an interesting one. Do you ever get, like, I find when I start to get convinced of a song is I can start to see it on the Eurovision stage. Like, in my head, I can see that song being performed, how the way they've started to develop it, and seeing the magic happen. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. start to see other songs and you go, oh, I'm just, I'm just kind of trying to connect with it on stage there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, no, I can definitely see how they're going to do this. Mm. Well, I think, I think. I, I think they're on the right track. Let's talk about our head scratchers, Dale, who yes. perhaps didn't walk away from the pre-parties unscathed. Mm. Let's start with our first one that we had a little few concerns with, was Belgium, Senec, and A Matter of Time. Don't we go against a say I'm worried about the vocals and I never expected to be worried about that. I thought the thing that was working for for Sinek was that she had a good vocal and I was worried about the song coming alive on stage and the presence of the song and the staging of the song. Now I'm worried about everything <laughs> like because it felt flat. She looked flat. The, the vocal was off. Now apparently she was sick for the first um, concert in Israel. Because it was the Tel Aviv performance that we just had a We just heard. Of. Yep. I did think she did improve for Amsterdam. So do go and look that one up. It is an improvement. But still, when that chorus hit in, I just kind of wanted to take my headphones out. It, it was screechy. And again, it's not that the vocal's bad. It definitely improved. But there's still, there's, where's the life? I'm worried. Yeah, look, I mean, I, obviously I think, and I'll agree, she... Definitely massively improved when she got to Amsterdam from that Tel Aviv performance. I think people were just shocked because you're right. Everyone expected if there was going to be any issues, it wasn't going to be the vocal. Mm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, bang, we got we got a pretty off performance. I mean, mm. you, can, you know, people saying, "Oh, it's the audio mix and it's this," and she's no, sick. everyone else you know has what? the same audio mix. Yeah, and you know what? Every, everyone has an off day, and they're allowed to have an off yeah, day. Yeah, totally. It is only pre parties. It is only previews. It doesn't matter. No one's going to lose points at this point, but. It's still, for to showcase your song for the first time, it didn't go well. Obviously, we saw with Blanche, she had issues previous to the competition, but it all came together brilliantly. I've got no doubt Belgium will be able to rein this all in and, and have a really good, competent package. I think it will improve immensely yeah. from here. There is, I think, something around momentum with Eurovision. And I think, for example, Belgium last year, their momentum crashed and burned in the rehearsals. And you already had juries who do pay attention to this 
almost you, you start to get that blockage before you even get to the vote. You've got to convince me now because I don't think you're actually as good as I thought you were. And you go, oh, okay, pleasantly surprised. I'll put you eighth. And she didn't blanch and do well with the juries, remember. It was a televote that got her home last year. I think this had huge momentum. It got up to fourth in the odds. And that had us head scratching because we didn't understand that at all. We've yep. spoken about that before. Now she's dropped way back down again. She's probably about 10th, I think she is. Ooh. So that's a big hit from the live um, um, parties. Yep. Yep. She's probably the biggest, I guess, I don't want to say loser out of it, but in terms of she's probably gone back to about where she should be. I think there was a bit too much fan hype, and I think this is settled about where it should be because it's a good quality song. It is good. She's a good artist, and I think she'll still get through, and everything will be okay. Maybe bit of yeah, bit of work to do still for Belgium. I think bit of yes. work to do. Yeah. Let's talk about one of the other head scratchers, and it really is breaking my heart. Mm. <laughs> Azerbaijan, and anyone who listens to our podcast know that I'm a big fan of Azerbaijan. Yes, a cheesy song. Well, I mean, I had a crack at her at Moscow for basically being lifeless, standing there and singing the song. She gets to Tel Aviv, she moves around the stage, and then she can't sing the song. No, it oh. really ruined the vocal, didn't it, it? It was all over the shop. She was pitchy. It was just awful. I mean, I don't want to even start on what she was wearing again. I don't know who's styling her. Mm. I'm assuming it's somebody from Armenia. But it, it's just <laughs> it's just not working. <laughs> Nothing is working. I just caught that shade then. <laughs> I was like, hang on, that's not the right country. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> is working for this. And... I mean, she didn't perform, I believe, in Amsterdam. And good, go back and rehearse. Because uh, I think for what should be a relatively simple, easy song to sing and a performance to give... It's it's really struggling. Yeah, really. true. I look. I think um, outside of Russia's performance in Moscow, the one in Israel was probably the worst I've seen. Um, but I thought her Moscow was good. Moscow was good. So they basically have to work out now is how do we bring this to life when it's an upbeat song where she doesn't move very much yeah. <laughs> because she can't. This is going to be for me a Samara 2016 performance where she just stands there at a microphone and sings, and there's a dancers running around and doing everything else. Yeah, true. And they got through. Yeah, so... Because Somehow. It, when she moved, she couldn't sing. So, she just needs to deliver the song. I know it pains you. It I didn't play does. it back just because I knew <laughs> it would trigger you yeah, badly. Alright, who else have we got? We only have one more we head scratcher. We only got one more head scratcher. And we're going to say, I don't think because it was a bad performance or anything like that, but we're talking... We're going to talk about Czech Republic. Mm. I kind of feel like this is losing a bit of momentum and this is running out a bit of steam. Yes. Uh, particularly because we're into the lives now. Mm. Um, yeah, what? Uh, there's something just not happening for me with this. And I'm, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of the song, I'm going to say. But now that I'm seeing uh, an onstage representation of it, I like it even less. We need to talk about the backpack. <laughs> Mikolos, what are you doing? I love this song. It's been consistently in my 10. And when you perform the first couple of times with that little geeky backpack thing, I'm like, oh, that's cute, cool. Yep. I wonder what they're actually going to do at Eurovision. Yep. As it keeps coming out in the backpack and doing that dance thing, I'm starting to think that this is the performance they're yeah. going to bring. And that has me very worried for them. Um, yeah, this they can't come out with something like that. Like it is, it's got it. He can't carry it on his own. Like he's very talented, yep. but not that talented. This is Eurovision. You've got to bring more. This to me is the song that's going to miss out the most from not having LEDs. 
Yeah. Because I think if he had an LED behind him and you could show images and make people laugh or be quirky or whatever, it's going to distract from perhaps how weak he is on stage. Mm. Um, but now they're only going to have lights to work with in him in this backpack. Yeah, I <laughs> what know. What is going I don't there? know what's going on with so, that. So, I don't know. There's something... It's, it's not even done well. He can't even do that dance good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, just, I just feel this is, this is certainly doing nothing for me in a live performance. Um, and I'm just worried. I'm worried for them. His biggest selling point is, let's be honest, his looks. Other, I mean, other than his musical ability. And I feel that the way they're doing the whole geeky thing, even though that's kind of like, you know, for the kids and they all like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I think it distracts from his um, his look as well. Mm. Make him look really bloody handsome and go for that and connect with the camera. And I don't think that happens with that look, the way he's been dressing and the way he's been doing things. Yeah, it's an interesting approach, isn't it? For, for the wider audience, maybe that's a niche one, but no, nah, it's not working. And we were all, I guess one question mark we had on this was always, Kentucky Republic stage things because they don't have a great record. No, they don't. Mm. So I'm a little bit worried. It is. So I reckon we'll leave it there for the pre-parties because I don't want to crucify anyone too much because no. it is just a preview and we've still got a few weeks out before we start hitting the rehearsal stage. Yeah. And, uh, and it really all starts to happen. One thing is, who's who haven't we seen live yet who is actually pretty good? And I think the two that we haven't seen live yet are Cyprus, Cyprus yep. and Greece. Yes, that's true. And both of them are rating very highly with fans. Mm. So come out, come out, wherever you are. It's yeah. time to see you live. Not even like um, national television performances. Normally artists will be yes. out there doing a, a morning show or a night show or something. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen them. Because the other people away from the circuit are, have been Norway. Alexander Ryback's not doing. Doesn't need to. And Alina from Estonia doesn't need to. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. I think there's a pre-party coming up in Madrid. We'll see Portugal uh, there. She, we already saw oh, her we've live. we've seen her live. Yeah, that's we've it. seen her live. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's interesting. interesting that Cyprus and Greece aren't there. That concerns me. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Indeed. What else we got to talk about this week, Dale? Oh, well, we've got the OJ poll. So, mm. the OJ poll is basically all the fan clubs around the world... They vote um, on their favourite Eurovision songs each year. And we're, I think, 11 songs in at the moment, which has been really quite... I'm sorry, 11 countries yes. who have actually voted. And including this week was Australia. Yes. The fan club from Australia, which we are members of. And if you're an Australian fan and you're not members of it, go join up now. It's worth it. It's only like Ooh. 25 bucks. It's awesome. So make sure you join. But, okay, I'm going to read out our points. Oh, from the official OJ... Australia. Yes, so for one point, and the only um, country to give this country any points was um, former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, yeah. one point in 10th place. Notice we're the only ones to poll jag them a vote so far. Yep, they're the end with one point. Um, Bulgaria, two points. I found that interesting. Mm-hmm. Why? Because when, you, <laughs> when you look at the breakdown of the votes also, um, if they didn't get the most many votes, but they got high votes. Okay, so like, you know, small amount of people, but very high votes towards it. All right, niche market. Okay, three points. So in eighth place was Sweden. It's made, made the 10, but yep. it kind of goes to show if Australia's not loving Sweden. Bit low for Sweden. Bit low for Sweden there. Yeah. With four points in seventh place was Belgium. Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. They did pretty well. People they did like pretty well. Them. And Australians do love Belgium. We do. We vote for them every year. Um, won't be getting our votes this year. Um, in sixth place, with five points, was Cyprus. Makes sense. We love an upbeat number. Yep. In fifth place, with six points, was the Czech Republic. Yeah. It's catchy. It seems to be doing well with all the um, OJs, actually. It is, indeed. Yeah. We'll get to the overall standing soon. 
in fourth place with seven points. Just missing out on third was France. So that was good. Yep. Goes to show you that's translated well. It's worked very well for them. And the top three. Third place, eight points, is Estonia. Great, great result for them, actually, I thought. Again, I think we gave Verona eight as well last year, did we? Or Shh. <laughs> no, but I think we did. Like again, we we, us... we we gave them ten points. We okay. were one of the highest to yep. give. Yep. So we got a bit of Estonia love there. So mm-hmm. we like what they're doing. Yep. Hopefully, it does better than Verona. Our runner-up with ten points was Finland. Sara Alto. Yeah. I don't know if this is a Sara Alto factor or if it's just people like the song. I think people like the song, and yep. it is. They're probably liking the studio. And but it was a well and truly an easy second place. I, I'm kind of surprised by that. I must say. Um, and our winner. No surprise. It was Israel. Mm-hmm. One by a mile. Yeah. 12 points goes to Israel. Yeah. And so far, out of those 11 nations, I think we've only had two who haven't given their 12 points to Israel. So they are winning very com- comfortably at the moment. Yes, so did Francesco last year. <laughs> In second place is France. So they're doing very well. Yep. Third place, Finland. Fourth place is Czech Republic. And equal fifth is Australia Yay. with Greece. <laughs> so we're doing very well. Yeah. And we've always, wherever we sort of go in OJ poll, we're generally around there. We do a little bit better at Eurovision. So it's a really good sign and that if, Jess is coming in fifth place. If we finish fifth, then I'll be stowed. Oh, God, yeah. yeah I'll be over the moon. Yep. That's fantastic. The other, A couple of other countries have just missed our top ten, which might be worth just a mention. Um, Austria just missed out. That was 11th. 11th in the Australian poll, wasn't it? It was. It was in the, uh, the Australian poll. Azerbaijan, one of your favourites. Again, we love our beats. 12th Aussie, place. And Aussies don't like did well in our preview party. And UK, 13th. Yeah, good stuff. So, I mean, the only thing with that is, like, if you can't get in the top ten for Australia, <laughs> I worry about UK. And they might get a lot of 13ths and 14ths. So, we might be seeing something there. Mm. On the other end of the scale. Yeah, what came, what brought up the bottom? Croatia. Last place. Last place. Don't think it's the worst song. It just doesn't get people any feelings. How many votes did it get? 24. Oh. Israel got 712. To make the (laughs) top 10, you need 211, so 24. 24. That's the amount of points. Russia was second last, and Montenegro third last. None of of them surprised me, to be honest. There's nothing overly surprising in those Australian votes. Probably the only thing is that we gave Macedonia points um, compared to everybody else, but we saw that with our fans, and people kind of like that. So we'll see how they go. Good stuff. Good stuff. And also, Eurojury. Yes, that's so, happening at the moment. Yeah, you explain what Eurojury is about, what they do. So Eurovoir, one of the uh, leading websites for Eurovision and the Eurovision fandom, they hold a Eurojury every year where they will contact uh, music professionals from each country. Normally former contestants Generally. in either Junior Eurovision or the National Finals Final, or something yep. like that. So music professionals and they will get them to vote on all the songs and that will comprise the jury vote yes. of the Eurojury. There is, of course, a public component as well. And they put it together. Exactly. And they've actually probably, from last year, I think, were probably the most accurate in predicting what potentially could happen. Um, I remember Australia did very well with the jury last year. So it wasn't... They were second place with the jury. So it wasn't overly surprising, based on that, that we did quite well with the jury last year. So it wasn't just, um, I don't know, whatever people favours they think we have. Um, But anyway, so it's been interesting. They've had quite a few uh, nations already vote. I think they're at around the um, 10, 11 mark as well. Now, we've actually got three lots of 12 points. So we've had Greece which was actually Calamira, who sang Secret Combination back in 2008. She gave us 12. Thank you very much. <laughs> we got 12 points from Ireland, which is made up from a junior Eurovision competitor. 
okay. from 2017, I think, actually. Oh. Um, yeah, the, the the young woman with the guitar. Yes. Yeah, she was really good. And a guy who represented them in 2000. So a bit of a mix. So right. kind of good to get the old and the young. Yeah. And we also got 12 points from the Danish um, people. Again, thank you, Denmark. Oh, Denmark. Um, and it was two from their national final this year, including Elben Freddy, who came oh, uh, third final. place. Yep. Yes. So we got 12 points from them. And overall, we're in fourth position. Which again is really good. I feel like that's a really good We're position. We're sitting then. consistently around that mark, aren't we? And yep. I think that's a really good indication. Really, really good indication. Now, this is, there's some interesting results out of here. Remember, this is kind of that jury side of things. Israel's winning this as well very comfortably. Ooh. So that question mark potentially around if the juries are going to love it, starting to see that probably they are because yeah. you're not seeing anyone turn away from it. Czech Republic's in second, Sweden's in third. Ooh. Very contemporary song, so that's not overly you know uh, surprising. No. Bulgaria fifth, Belgium in sixth. Very jury friendly song, so it I'm is. not surprised. Austria in seventh. Again, we thought that was more jury. Uh, Belarus has done well in eighth. Norway. In ninth place, so Alexander Ryback's getting some love, and Finland in tenth. Oh, interesting. I think the interesting one for me is Czech Republic in second. Yes, because I wouldn't have thought that's a massive, the jury-friendly song. But hey, people are liking it. We'll, we'll wait like and it. see with that. We've always said, is that going to be seen as something like you know mm-hmm. Bruno Mars B-side or something <laughs> contemporary for Eurovision? And maybe it's the latter. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I think that might be it for our weekly update. Yeah. Well, th- thanks for joining us, guys. All right. Thanks very much. See ya. See you next time. Bye.